WTL, where's the line? I'm your host, Ant D. Class enjoyed by Gibran. <laughs> the par lay pounder is back at yes, it sir. again. We're back. We're back. Yes, sir, we are. And don't you know, we have Thursday night football, Thursday night football, Friday night football. And <laughs> before we move forward, we got to take a look back. Some of our hits and misses will yeah, go over for as sure. well. But why don't we get right into it here with NFL action on Amazon Prime. Yeah. That's a 7-15 kickoff. The Nolans Saints heading on to Arizona, and they find themselves the underdogs yeah. by two over under at 44. Yeah, Andy. Uh, Thursday night football just kind of been a, you know, kind of a, setting the bar pretty low for the <laughs> the the week of NFL betters, you, you know. Uh, yeah, last couple have just been, you know, atrocious to watch. Is anybody going to mm. score? Not very much. Yeah, so, yeah. like, if, if anything, you know, people are just coming into Thursday night football thinking that unders are just going to hit because right. I think we've seen a total of three touchdowns in the last two weeks of Thursday night football. Yeah. Um, but like we said, yeah, the Saints and Cardinals, the bar's pretty low for them. Uh, but I think this might be a little bit better matchup than what people are kind of giving it credit for. Um, I really like the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is back from his suspension. Yep. So pretty much the best player on the Arizona Cardinals is yep. back. He's going to be in prime time. So I think that they're going to try and get him the ball quite mm-hmm. a bit. They just re- uh, acquired a guy from the Panthers name of Robbie Anderson. Oh, yes. Another deep threat guy. So yep. I really see, I really see the Cardinals coming out and trying to air it out a little bit, kind of get the ball rolling. The other thing with the Cardinals right now, Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury is on kind of a hot seat right oh, now. Oh, it's hot. And he yeah. needs to get this win. So yeah. I am throwing a little bit of money on the Cardinals to not only cover here, but even yeah. that money line looks really good to me at a minus 120 right now. Right. Okay. So yeah. I really like I really like the Cardinals in this one. Either way you bet it, at two or at yeah. money line. I think, I think the Cardinals is a solid play yeah. here. Uh, and also... Uh, you're talking about guys getting healthier, coming off suspension for Arizona. New Orleans is the other way around. Yeah, uh, you still got two of their, you know, Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston are still listed as questionable. Just banged up. Yeah, uh, Michael Thomas out. Uh, Chris Olave, um, well, he got upgraded to probable. Yeah, there you go. He's going to play, <laughs> but he's still a rookie. Uh, and their tight end, Pete, he's out. Like, I, I don't know where this offense yeah. is supposed to come from. And, you know, my, my, my fantasy team with Kamara, I've already been burned on that. And <laughs> Shoot, he'll just sit out. Oh, you know, don't got a quarterback? Fine, I'll, I'll sit out too. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of things kind of leaning towards Arizona covering this two points here. I like that it's under that key number of three. You mentioned the over under at forty four. Yeah, uh, that's it's not the highest. You no, know, it's for not an the NFL highest. game. And, and like I said, they're setting the bar pretty low for Thursday night football. Yeah. I think for people to kind of generate that mm-hmm. as uh, you know, getting people excited about maybe an over bet, which I really think this has a very good chance at. Okay. The New New Orleans has gone over in in all three of you know yep. their past games or whatever, yep. and I think Arizona, as mediocre as they have been with the additions of DeAndre Hopkins and Robbie Anderson, they will be scoring a lot more points and yeah. getting their kicker back as well. So. So I think I think the overall you know 
point scoring of the Arizona Cardinals is going to be upgraded a lot. So I like the 44 over. There might, yeah, that might really ignite, reignite their offense because yeah. that's where Kyler Murray's at his best. He's scrambling, he's running around, and D Hop gets behind the defense. Sure. And now you got Robbie Anderson as well. So where do you want to shade the defense? Do you want to double team here? Do you want to bracket over there? Either way, Kyler Murray's going to buy himself time and just launch it, you know, down the field. Yep. And that, and that helps out when you don't want to get in the playbook and you want to play video games and stuff, yep. you know, just scramble and just chuck it, just exactly. like on Madden. So. And, I, and I got one, uh, <laughs> one of my best bets for this game, Andy, that I want to squeeze in really All right, fast. Here we go. Here we go. Zach Ertz prop bet over 47 and a half yards receiving. I think this hits without a doubt because, okay. like we said, Robbie – and D-Hop are going to be taking the top off the defense while Ertz is just eating up these completions. I bet he has about nine receptions, probably close to 75 yards to 100. This 47.5 is going to hit. That's my best bet for the game. Nail it. Nail it down, folks. All right, let's (laughs) run on over to the college game where the Virginia Cavaliers are heading over to Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jackets are the favorite, three-point favorites. That's a 6.30 kickoff on Espen, es PN over yeah. under sitting right there at forty seven and wouldn't you know it seventy five percent of that money is coming in on Georgia Tech yeah for sure Andy uh, what I see in this one is these teams are on a widely different path yeah. Georgia Tech is amped confident under key uh, yeah and uh, the Jackets enter with uh, you know a two game winning streak in the ACC yep, yep. Uh, Virginia has just gone backwards. Uh, I I just don't I, I don't, I don't like, like him at this. I really I don't like don't. how they're one and five against the spread. Exactly. I hate that. that that's yeah. a pretty good body of work now telling you uh you might want to get away from those guys. No, exactly, Andy. And I really like Georgia Tech. I really like them to cover this for three points. The money line's a really good bet too if you're gonna throw that into a parlay as well. Uh-huh. So uh I like the jackets in this one and uh yeah. Virginia's just trending down for me. So yeah. I am going with the with the team that's been, you know, on this two game winning streak in the ACC coming to get another one. And I'm kinda looking at that under that forty seven, that that's um I, I, I like the under. I know so mm-hmm. much money is going on the over right now, but Georgia Tech, seven of their last eight games, has yeah. hit the under. I don't know why people just can't get off it. They have to bet the over. Not me, not this week. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm leaning on the under there. Yeah, no, I, I like that as well, Andy. I really do. All right, so let's head on to Friday night. we got some Friday night college football. That is the Tulsa. Did you know they're the Golden Hurricanes? I did. That doesn't that doesn't sound the best <laughs> if you stop and think about it. But anyway, uh, the Temple Owls <laughs> they're going, heading go, on the over to Temple. Uh, Six thirty kickoff on ESPN two. Uh, Tulsa, the Golden Hurricanes, a big favorite here. Thirteen. Yeah, Andy. When I'm looking in this one, I just can't trust Tulsa to uh, lay down double digits on the road, even against uh, you know. Uh, Temple yeah. offense that doesn't yeah. really score all that yeah. much. The Owls defense may have allowed seventy points to UCF. On the road last week, but their their defense is actually one of the most reliable unit on the field. I really don't think that they're going to beat them by 13. I I, want to go with the home team on this one. Two cover, not win. Tulsa will win the game, but... You know, and this, uh, I don't think they'll cover. And this is kind of a back-and-forth type of, uh, I don't want to call it a rivalry, but these two teams yeah. know each other, and they really do just kind of go back and forth. Yeah, no. You know, so like I, I'm not going to get too far out in there. Uh, and even if a bunch of metrics do say they're going to win and they're going to win big, Yeah. I mean, this is here's something crazy. Here's how little uh, the computers are giving <laughs> 
you know, Temple any kind of right. respect, if you want to call it that. They're predicted to score under four points. Three and a half <laughs> points is all they're supposed to score. Yeah, that's, but th- that's where I'm looking at it, Andy. Temple's offense showed early flashes in yeah. the game against UCF when it was 14-13. to 13, yeah. um, But then it got blown wide open. But this is one of those games you just got to plug your nose, take the home dog on Friday uh, night uh, to cover that cover plus that 13. 13. So right. that's where I'm going with that one. All right. Well, hey, before we move any further ahead, let's take a look back real quick and go over our hits and misses. Yeah. And we're going to kind of focus on the Huskers. they got a bye week here. Yes, sir. A um, little underwhelming last week. However, we were hammering the fact that we thought they would cover that 14-point spread, and they did emphatically. In fact, they kind of had uh, the Boilermakers on the ropes a couple times. Definitely did, Andy. And like like we said, we put it out on our Twitter handle that yep. you know that, uh, that plus 14, that's a lock. Mm-hmm. We knew that we were going to come in and play with this team. We didn't yeah. necessarily think we were going to win. No. Um, didn't but, say that. Yeah, but that plus 14, we just kind of knew that that was mm-hmm. a lock. Yeah. We really liked that bet. But on the other hand, Andy, on one of our losers, yeah. uh, definitely for me, I did not think that these two teams were going to score the amount of points that they did. Yeah. It kind of became a shootout because we yeah. couldn't stop them, and they couldn't stop Trey Palmer. They couldn't stop Trey Palmer at all. No. He had one of the greatest performances in the history of the NCAA. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I mean, that was insane. No doubt. He uh, averaged something like 36 uh, yards per reception, and that like blew away the next guy yeah. by like 10 yards. Well, you, you saw know, it with, ju- with just our stats. Like There there was no other stats other than Trey. Mm-hmm. He was our leading rusher. He's our offense. leading, you know— uh, Receiver, when, he, he scored every touchdown. <laughs> it was when, just, it was just a lot. When Nebraska rolled their defense out there, and I didn't know who the starting linebackers yeah. were, I'm like, oh boy, we're mm-hmm. in for it here. And then we're already going against one of the more prolific offenses, passing offenses, uh, in Purdue. And the running game was just churning. I mean, it was it churning was. like a crank. That was unbelievable uh, what that guy was well, able to do. J- just the amount of first downs and third yeah. down conversions that they were yeah. getting. It was it was really tough for us to stay in that game, but I was really proud of the Huskers the way that they put up points, yeah. and you know kept coming after them because we we right. could have we could have just went back to old Nebraska ways folded. and you know folded yep. and let them beat us by twenty one, but we did cover that fourteen. We only yep. lost by six, yep. and I know that's not where we want to be as a fan base mm-hmm. or as a team, but you can see the energy yes. is there, yes, and is. that we are a totally different team than we were probably about three weeks ago. I'd agree with that, but they're still giving up over six. 600 yards. No, no doubt about <laughs> it. People are breaking uh, records against us. And that's one thing maybe to look at some of these futures where uh, where we were talking about the unders here and there. Yeah. Uh, I think Nebraska is just so thin now at linebacker, at defensive line where we thought it was going to be a strength. Yep. Uh, I might be looking for more of those overs. We both, uh, you convinced me <laughs> yeah. on, on taking that, on taking that sure. under last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I really did. I, I think my main thing was if Nebraska wants to have a shot, they're going to have to limit Purdue and maybe right. whether that's play keep away, load the box, yeah, whatever. But uh, you know they were kind of unable to do that. It got into a shootout. Yep. So we were wrong on the over under, but we were more than right on the cover. Yep. Easily covering that by eight points. Yes. Uh, like we said, we we really did think that was the more lock thing of the week. Obviously. Uh, you know, we put it out on the Twitter handle, we put it out on TikTok, all that kind of stuff. So make sure that you guys are following on those uh, socials to get those up-to-date game yeah. picks, uh, you know, right up until game time. No doubt about it. All right, well, let's take it. Before we uh, sign off here, let's take a minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners, and that is Play Action Pools, as they are revolutionizing group hosting platforms. Make it your new spot for all your football contest needs. Play today at playactionpools.com. 
Don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Welcome back, everybody, to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Ant D. Class, and joined by Jabron. Oh, the Parlay Pounder. Yes, sir. Now we got to get into college football. It we is do. Saturday, Saturday lineups here, ranked teams across the board. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what do we got? A couple of unbeatens here. Yes. Uh, Syracuse. Okay. The six, Orangemen. <laughs> 6 0 Syracuse. Yep. Taking on Clemson. Who's a heavy favorite? Thirteen and a half. That's an eleven o'clock kickoff on ABC. What a way to start your day! Yeah, no, it's awesome. Uh, Clemson continues to be challenged, Andy, and yeah. it continues to come through. The running game has been good, but their mm-hmm. quarterback is has twelve touchdown passes in his last four games, and you know it just goes all along with this really, really good defense. You know, having yeah, terrific days always, against people, yeah, they're, they're always good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I see this one kind of pan, panning out, Andy, is Syracuse will hang around and keep this, you know, kind of in range. Yeah, but that Tiger D will, you know, hold for firm in the fourth quarter like they right. always do. I'm kind of looking at our prediction here of, you know, Clemson 30, Syracuse 17, which is kind of where they have that, you yeah, know, yeah, that line yeah, sitting yeah. there at 13 and a half. So if I had to lean one way or the other, I would lean with Syracuse covering the 13 and a half. Yeah. Uh, but Clemson, you know, overall winning the game by at least, you know, uh, 7 to 10 points. Yeah, I, I got a lean going towards Syracuse as well. I think they can hang in there. Uh, and also the over-under I'm seeing at 49.5. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of that? No, I think this is, it, like I said, it's going to be right there at that. At that number. But I, I like it to be a little tighter game. Uh, mm-hmm. In the second half of this ball game, so as long as they don't score too many points coming out of the gate, you know this this goes into halftime at you know fourteen to fourteen or fourteen to mm-hmm. ten something like that. I think it will go under. Uh, I will lean on the under for I, that one. Andy. I, I like the under and I like Syracuse. I'm going to throw a couple reasons at you here. Yeah, Syracuse is five and one against the spread, which is far better than what Clemson is. They're like four and three right now or yep. something like that against the spread in the yep. last six games. Uh, five of their last seven games. Syracuse and the Orange have gone under. Yeah. More importantly, they are 4-1 and against the spread the last five times they've squared off with the Dabo Sweeney Clemson Tiger team. There you team. go. I absolutely love that. Also, they are six last six of seven games. They have hit the under against an ACC opponent. Yeah. I mean, what more do you need? What more of a body of work, what more of a track record do you need to smack Syracuse, smack that under? Yeah, no, like you said, Andy, Syracuse leads the ACC in total D. It it doesn't allow much of anything. Uh, You know, obviously Clemson is, you know, the biggest in the ACC, so they haven't done that yet. But no one has been able to hit 150 yards rushing on them. So I believe that this is going to go under, but Clemson will pull it out in the end. Yeah, I'm not saying Syracuse. Syracuse is going to win. Right. I'm just going to. I'm just saying they're going to keep it within two touchdowns. That's Agreed. all I'm saying here. Agreed. All right. Let's head on over to the Big Twelve, where Texas is a road favorite, six and a half point favorite over Oklahoma State. That's a two thirty kickoff on ABC. Jabron, where are you going with this one? Yeah, Andy. This looks to me. This game feels like a spot for Texas to take off <laughs> and mark themselves as one of the big favorites in the Big Twelve. Okay. And I think 
they will just do that. I'm, you know, horns up for this week Rip. against Okie State. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at this, and mm. I'm not saying I don't. I don't like the line. I don't like the line. Dude, I that public money is heavy on Oklahoma State right for now. sure. And it, and I think with good right, Andy. I think Texas pulls this one out right at the end. Wins by three. Wins by six. Something like that. But I do not think that they will cover this six and a half. So I will jump on the Cowboys. Okay. To cover this spread. Texas money line is going to be one of my parlay picks. Ooh, okay. Well, how about that over under, man? Like all Big Twelve games of yeah. this stature, it's up there. 61. 61. Andy, I don't know about this. <laughs> I don't know about sixty-one. I really don't, Andy. Come on, you're the parlay pounder. Yeah, uh, I think it probably will go over. Like I said, I'm predicting this. I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm at Texas thirty-four, Oklahoma State at twenty-eight. So that would go over go the over. sixty-one. So right now, I am betting leaning on the over. Fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I'm buying what you are selling there with Oklahoma there State. Go. They are four and one against the spread in their last five games, and six of their last seven, they have smacked that over. Yeah. So whatever they say, guns up, pokey, with yeah, the Cowboys, yeah. let's do it. Uh, sign me up. No, uh, yeah. I just think Texas gets a six-point lead You know, late, doesn't squander uh-huh. it, and uh, sending them to six and two. Yeah, so. yeah. And as much as I've bet against Texas, yeah. I just won't believe I'm, I've stopped that. Last couple weeks, I've <laughs> Stop doing that. And so, fine. Fine, Texas. Win. Win. All right. <laughs> run over to the SEC country, yeah. Mississippi State, going on the road to Alabama, coming off a loss yeah. that a few people are watching. And Alabama is a heavy, heavy favorite here. 21-point favorite. 6 o'clock kickoff on ESPN. Yeah, Andy. Uh Geez. Well, a part of me right now is thinking that Alabama is just going to come out guns blazing, Kind of pissed off that they lost to Tennessee. You better believe it. But on the other hand, this I I do not believe that they are giving Mississippi State any credit with this line at being minus twenty one points. They are ranked twenty fourth in the nation in the mm-hmm. SEC with a five and two record. I really just think that it's it's kind of out there a little bit. Yeah. I, if I had to bet it right now, I would take the plus twenty one with Mississippi State. Alabama still winning this game right. by you know fourteen to seventeen points. I just think the three touchdowns is a little bit much. Uh, I have to once again on you know I, I I like that because you look at all these different metrics and all these different models. Yeah, and they have Alabama winning by about thirteen, about twelve and a half points. That's <laughs> yeah. a far cry from twenty one. It is. And yet, 85% of the money right now is being poured in on Alabama covering that 21. That's why this line is getting inflated so much, because so much money is going in on Alabama. I am betting Mississippi State. I'm going with the Bulldogs here. I'm not even going to think twice about it. Sign me up for the 15% here. Mississippi yeah. State, Bulldogs, covering. That's that's it for me. No, exactly, Andy. And just if you're if you're looking for Mississippi State to kind of come out here and win this game, no, I'm not I saying that. I don't believe that. What's going to happen is, well, for one, it's 14 in a row. Mississippi State won 17 to 12. Nick Saban's first year at Alabama, and since then, 14 in a row, Alabama takes <laughs> takes the cake. So you yeah. are not going to win this game, Mississippi State. But I, what I'm predicting is Alabama 37, Mississippi State 20. Okay, by far covering that point yeah. spread. There you go. Uh, so. Alabama's going to win. Mississippi State to cover. There we go. All right, let's head on back to the Big 12 here for another primetime matchup. My goodness, Kansas yeah. State 5 and 1 taking on TCU or TCU. They are the favorite here. Three and a half points. That's a seven o'clock kickoff on FS1. 
one. Oh, by the way, the Horn Frogs, they're six and zero. Oh. Yes, they are, Andy. And like you said, friggin' eight in the nation. Yeah. Kansas State coming in seventeen in the nation. Just you know, this yeah. is a Big Twelve matchup. Yep. You know, one of the best we're going to see all year. Fifty-four point over under. Exactly. Yep. Which is it. which is kind of low. Which is kind of yeah. low for the Big Twelve. <laughs> okay. That's kind of it's it's kind of crazy to say that, but yeah. uh, TCU will you know look to continue with Max Duggan. He's looked great. Their QB over there. Uh-huh. Um, but we have to we talk about him every week. Adrian Martinez, Deuce Vaughn uh, for K State. Yeah. They didn't have a very impressive win over Iowa State, but I thought that they did. Wins a, a win. A wins a win going in on the road. That's a very mm-hmm. good win. Mm-hmm. I think this is a little bit tougher matchup, Andy. Coming into a place that, you know, just broke their student body record for most students in the crowd last week. They're going to do it again. I think mm-hmm. TCU is getting that taste of what it yeah. what it takes to win this Big 12. And I, I think they're going to overcome this uh, Kansas State team and win by three and a half you points. Know, and TCU, they have some tradition, too. Yes. You know, they, they were damn good back in the 60s and 70s. And uh, not even you know, more recently than that, they had some pretty good squads under oh, for sure. uh Kansas State I'm going to go back to this I, I caught the stat and it just blew my mind but it makes total sense being a Husker fan yeah the Wildcats are the only team in the nation without an interception <laughs> yeah. Adrian Martinez threw 30 picks over four years as the Nebraska starter that's yes, an interception did. every 35 pass attempts but he has zero this year as a starting quarterback for Kansas <laughs> State and he's dropped back 138 times that is mind-boggling. What is going on? I can't believe it. I love the ball security. I'm glad for Adrian Martinez, but it also has me saying, what the heck, man? Where was this? <laughs> Jeez. It really makes you think that either <laughs> either we weren't calling the right plays or that offensive line was that Ooh. bad. Uh, but, yeah, that ball security from him this year has just been absolutely nuts. And, you know, yep. like you said, good big on moments him. too. Big moments. Big moments, too. You know, beat Oklahoma, you know, had a huge game with – for them, uh, yeah, and a lot of these games that they've been playing are in yep. tight, tight games. And you know, when he's playing for us, he turned yeah. the ball over in those tight games. Yeah, in these games, he's 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 stepping up even bigger. Oh, he's, he's, he's the on one a, that's scoring the touchdowns. He's going on a 16-yard scramble when exactly. it's third and 15 exactly. against Oklahoma. Yeah, like, so what what is going on? Like you said, good on him. We wish it was for us, but you know, good on him. <laughs> <laughs> now the under has actually hit a lot here between yeah. these two teams as of uh, recent last five matchups. Yeah, uh, but I mean this is fifty four, like you're saying, it's not swelled up to sixty or sixty one like we've seen some other Big Twelve matchups. Exactly, Andy. And I just got to put a couple things in here. TCU has covered the spread for time, uh, covered the spread in their last six games, uh, and TCU has gone over. Four times this season, so I really like them. Okay. I really like this, you know, kind of be a back and forth kind of thing. I really think TCU covers the spread, but I think there's going to be over hitting in this game. Oh, you think it's going to hit that over, huh? I do. All right, you, you hear the horn, so that means we're up against it now, Mister Parlay Pounder. You kind of alluded to it. Do you have a parlay play? I do uh, for the folks. I got a three teamer starting on Thursday night with Georgia Tech covering the minus three at a minus one ten. Okay. Texas money line at minus two twenty, and then following it up with TCU money line at minus one seventy, betting twenty five dollars to bring in eighty five. Ooh, that's I like very that. good value I like that. for not a huge bet, and it will hit. And it will hit. I mean, you heard it. It'll hit. <laughs> right before we sign up here. Let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is the Nebraska Brewing Company. I've been enjoying the Cozy IPA. It's one of their new IPAs uh, in their IPA series. 
Nebraska Brewing Company, world class in every glass. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. WTL, where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Class, and joined by Gibran. <laughs> we're back. Lay Pounder, yes, we are, and we're going to get to doing some pounding right now. Yes. Get back into your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the many wheelhouses. That is <laughs> UFC. We got UFC 280. Yeah. Oh, coming from overseas. My yep. God, on an island. Yes, Abu island. Dhabi, fight Abu island. island. There we go. And we're just going to dive right into the main card here, yeah. right? Yes, sir. Caitlin, the American Chahugan. Chahugan. <laughs> Taking on the woman from France. That's Manon Firat. Yes. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, uh, the lady from France is a favorite, minus <laughs> yep. 180. Yeah, now, Andy, this is kind of one of those, you know, classic ones heading up, ones heading down kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Firat has, you know, been one of the best young fighters in this division. Yeah. Chahugan has been a. You know, title contender. She's been up there. She's mm-hmm. she's lost. You know, when she got up to the upper ranks or whatever. She's so. eighteen and four. No, she's a very very yeah, good yeah. fighter. She's been through it all. This is kind of one of her last chance to climb the ladder again get to get to there. one of those title shots. Yeah. But Fiorat on the other side, she is just ascending, and this would yeah. be a very good pillar for her to knock down to get into that title contention. Yeah. So right now the line's sitting right there as a minus two twenty favorite. On Firat, and then a Ooh, plus wow. one seventy eight for Chahugan to win this fight. Um, right now, Andy, I'm looking. Uh, Chahugan has been knocked out twice in the UFC, both in 2020. So I'm hmm. looking at Firat, maybe not to knock her out. Yeah, she doesn't win a lot by knockout. No, she doesn't. But I would bet the Firat money line as she continues the climb for a title shot. Yeah, it's your classic, like you said. One's going up, one's going down. Yeah. So all right, let's head on. Up there to uh, the number one contender yeah. from Russia, Peter Jan, taking on your boy, yes, Sean O'Malley, the number 11 contender. And I'm sorry to say, Jan is a heavy favorite here. I'm looking at a minus 305 line. Yes, we are, Andy. And guess what? <laughs> the bookies got it wrong. They got it wrong again? They got it wrong. <laughs> no, you know, I'm on the sugar show for sure. Sean O'Malley is one of my favorite sugar fighters in all of UFC. Uh, I ride or die with him, uh, and when I see plus money for him, I really like it. Peter Yan, on the other hand, is one of the best fighters in stack, the man. world. He's built. He yeah. is, and th- there's no better way for him to solidify him as the actual number one contender uh-huh. than to beat this uprising star and kind of quiet the noise. Uh, UFC 280 betting odds have, you know, the it has put a stop on the rise of Sean O'Malley if it goes the way that they've you know planned it to go. So uh-huh. Yun has an advantage on the betting odds, but Sean O'Malley has knockout power. He has reach. He has height. He has all these things. He does have all the measurables against Yun here. Yes, he should. And uh, everybody's saying that O'Malley's knockout power remains to be unleashed on anybody that's relevant. Um, I think 
I think this is a no-brainer for Sean O'Malley. I'm taking wow. that plus money wow. and throwing it into pretty much every parlay that I do this weekend. What happened on that last fight? Because, you know, Jan's coming off a win and yeah. has uh, your boy coming off a no contest, and there's a, a lot of controversy there. Yeah, no, this was at the UFC event that I went to mm-hmm. in Vegas. We yeah. went out there to see Sean O'Malley. Uh, what happened was a incidental eye poke is what they said. Uh, mm-hmm. It looked like he was fine. Uh, but it, 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 it was just kind of BS in everybody's mind in the arena that, you know, the guy thought that he was getting kind of pieced up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. O'Malley was kind of finding his, you know, you know, getting into it, getting, he was his getting into getting his groove, and then you know the the guy t- kind of took the easy way out in my mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Coward. Yeah. All right. Let's head on up to the bat Banton. Uh, wait for a kind of a title bout here, right? It is. It is. Yes, Mister Sterling, the American, taking on T.J. Dillashaw. Uh, the number two contender. Yeah. So here we go. A couple of the best in this weight class going at it. Sterling is the odds-on favorite at a minus 170 is what I'm looking at. Yep. Sterling is the the champion, beating Peter Yan the last two times, one on an illegal head kick, uh, disqualification for Yan, and then beating him on a split decision in his last fight. TJ Dillashaw returns for his seventh title bout of his career, Andy. And he's 18-4. and four. He's 18-4. and four. Sterling defended his title, like I said, in April, winning on split decision, but mm-hmm. uh, Dillashaw just got back. Uh, beating Corey Sandhagen was far more impressive than Sterling's fight over Jan. It was a split decision, yeah. like I said. Not yeah. a lot of people were on that. Um, I like... I like Dillashaw on this. I, I'm going with plus money again. I know everybody's wow, going to say, what the heck go. are you doing jumping on two people that are underdogs? But I, when I see fighters that I really think have a chance to mm-hmm. close out fights and win these fights, I'm jumping on that plus money just because that's the way the fight game goes. So that reach doesn't uh, worry you at all, bother you at all? I mean, you're looking at a deal where Sterling has a 71-inch reach, Dillashaw only a 67. I mean, that's a 4-inch reach there, but... You're not concerned there? No, I'm not. Uh, just because I don't really, I don't like Sterling as an overall striker, Andy. Okay. He, he has a he has a pretty decent ground game, and that's how he gets people. He gets on their back and kind of you know lulls them to sleep and all that kind of stuff. Okay. The reason that I like Dillashaw on this is he is an actual. Division one NCAA wrestler. wrestler. He's a wrestler. And he's a strong grappler. I think he can go toe-to-toe with Sterling on grappling. I see several advantages for him in this fight. And I I really think that uh, the bookies have it that wrong. I mean, this is a Yeah. No, I I, I you have to go with champion to an extent. You know, he's yeah, yeah. there for a reason. Yeah. But in Dillashaw's age and, you know, Injuries do play a part in this, but I really like plus money for people that I know that can end fights, and Dillashaw is one of them. All righty, so should we head on up to the title bout? The Let's main do it. Event? Let's do it. Charles Oliveira, the Brazilian. Yeah. Man, it's like we talk about him every time we, we get do. into the USA. He's on a roll. And taking on Islam, the number four contender, Makahavich from Russia. Yes. He is the favorite at a minus 180, is what I'm looking at here. Andy, guess what? <laughs> Oh, no. The book has it wrong. (laughs) The book has it wrong, Andy. Charles Oliveira has been on such a tear in the UFC. He has Beating every single person in this weight class. 
just just running a train on these guys. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler, yeah, yeah. Uh, Justin Gaethje, beating all of these guys. This Islam Makachev, he is Khabib's right-hand man. He is supposed to be the right. second coming yep, yep. of Khabib Nurmagomedov, and mm-hmm. he is supposed to take this you know company of theirs to the ascension yeah. of two grand champions, two guys that will never lose. Islam Makachev has never faced a person like Charles Oliveira. This Charles Oliveira will get punched in the face, almost get knocked out, and then come back and win these fights. He's got a strong jaw. He's got a strong jaw, and nobody is better than him in a fight. He has the most, I believe, uh... Finishes in the UFC history. He has the most submissions in UFC history, and he does not quit. I like how well rounded his game is. It is, you know, like Silva. Remember old Silva from oh, Brazil? Yeah. You know the spider is, is yep. that what they call? Yep. I mean, he, he was so flexible, and, and you knew what was coming. You couldn't stop it. Uh, this guy Oliveira wins twenty seven percent of his fights by KO, sixty four percent of his fights by submission. Yeah, I mean that's just lethal. That's it like is. unfair. You don't know how you're going to lose. You just know you are going to lose. Yes. So I'm a little surprised here uh, that Makovic is such a su- such a favorite. Yeah. No, Andy. I think it, it it really does come to the fact that you know UFC is looking for the new guys, the new ascension mm-hmm. of the new superstars, mm-hmm. and that's why you're that's why you're <clears throat> seeing these guys like Sean O'Malley as the you know eleventh fighter. You yeah, know, yeah. in the ranks, get a shot at the number yeah, one contender. Yeah. That's why you're seeing Islam Makachev get a you know championship bout. You know, right. ten fights in. It's just that they are looking for new people to ascend to the heights of you know Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, they need brands. They need uh, name brands. Jose again. Aldo. All these guys yeah. have been out of the fighting game. John Jones. All these guys have been out of the fighting game for the last couple of years, and they are looking for the new superstars to take over. I think this is just a little bit too soon for Islam Makhachev, and just one of the worst matchups for him. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about the plus one forty money that Oliveira brings. Like I said, his top. Contenders Gaethje and Poirier just beat him back to back, and meanwhile Makachev has struggled against top ten fighters, uh-huh. and this ain't top ten anymore. No, this, this is, is it. The this, is, this is the other guy. <laughs> Makachev has only yeah. fought one fighter in the top ten and two in the top fifteen. Charles have taken out number two, number three, number five, and he's the underdog. And he's I mean, the underdog. I, I see why UFC and you can't. Dana White knows how to do it, man. And he gives the folks what they want. But from where I'm sitting, from where you're sitting, from where our listeners are sitting, yes, sir. This is great for us. This is uh, great. We're we'll, we'll getting unbelievable value. Like we said, we uh, we won't consider Charles by TKO or even at a sub. I'm not going to do that because it's just plus fifteen beyond the money line, Andy. Well, let's get into that. Do you have a little parlay? I do have a parlay. Mr. Parlay Pounder. For one that's going to easily hit for everybody, I'm going to get into my parlay, but one that everybody should be on, Andy. Okay, here we go. Take the easy cash and bet Oliveira to win this fight at Mm -hmm. the plus 155. Okay. What you also should do, the money line is fantastic with Oliveira. The other thing is the over 1.5 rounds. At minus 170. This is very surprising. That is very good value. Both mm-hmm. men, have, have, you know, they have longer bouts in the UFC. Yeah, average they, fight time of seven Yeah, exactly. uh, for Oliveira and over nine minutes. Exactly. So that is way over Cottage. the minus one and a half. If these two are the best two in the division, it's going to come down to the championship rounds, like we always say. Mm-hmm. So that is my... Best two plays there. Okay. Oliveira to like win it. and the over of one and a half rounds. I like it. Our big money parlay for the weekend, Andy. Here we go. I am getting after Sean O'Malley. 
Okay. We knew it was going there. Sugar Sean. Sugar Sean O'Malley is going to win this fight. Like we said, these are all plus money. Uh, then we're going with TJ Dillashaw at plus money as well. And then we are going with Charles Oliveira with plus money. I am betting $60 <laughs> on this parlay to bring back $1,000 wow. into this parlay. It Dude. is. This is going to be one of my biggest plays of the year. Obviously, I know a lot of people at home saying $60 isn't a lot of money, but it is to me to throw on a parlay. Yeah. And especially on three underdogs, I really, really feel confident right now. So I'm locking it in and let's go. There you go. Let's go. And hey, let's take a quick minute to recognize one of our fabulous partners. That is Play Action Pools as they are revolutionizing group hosting platforms, making your new spot for all your football contests and NBA basketball contest needs. Play today at playactionpools.com. Don't go anywhere, folks. This is WTL. Everybody to WTL. Where's the line? I'm your host, Andy Klassen, joined by Gibran, the Parlay Pounder. Yes, sir. All righty, we talk college football. We did. You know, and now we we talked UFC. We did. Uh, 280, right? UFC 280. <laughs> UFC 280. And uh, what is that? Uh, Fight Island. Oh my Abu God. Dhabi. Oh my Fight Island. Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> Great rebranding on that, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Dana White knows how to do it. He does. All right, now we got to get into an NFL slate that Woo! I think the folks have been waiting for here. Yeah. We're going to start with a 12 o'clock kickoff. That is the Lions taking on the boys, the Dallas Cowboys. We didn't boys. And they are the seven-point favorite. That's yeah. on CBS. Noon kickoff, like we said. Yeah, for sure, Andy. Cows boy, uh, Cowboys obviously looking to you know bounce back. Had, had kind of a rough day, you know, last 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 I time out. I thought Cooper Rush was uh, invincible. Yeah, he's I thought he was the lost. best quarterback. He's never lost. Yeah, uh, I thought he's the best quarterback in the league. Good news for them; they are playing <laughs> uh, playing a you know team that's a little bit on the underwhelming side with the Lions. Oh, here we go. Uh, I, I do like the Cowboys to win this game. I don't like them to cover though. I think the okay. Lions will keep it within the seven here, Andy. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I think they fall you know, fall behind a little bit. The Cowboys come back a little mm-hmm. bit, and then Brett Maher, Husker shout-out, wins the game for there him we go, at my the boy. end of the game. So I'm looking at a 24-27 yes. yeah. win for the Cowboys. Seven points is a lot in an NFL point spread. For, for sure. For folks that haven't been listening or haven't been keeping up, the seven points is a lot to ask from a team, especially with Dallas. Like, we're thinking Dak could play. Um, maybe he listed up to Pro Bowl. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Even with the, I, I'm putting my bets right now. Now with Dak not playing, uh, if okay. Dak does play, I think, I think he's that, going. To. I think they, I think they win this game. Detroit is zero and six straight up yeah, in its God. last yeah. six away games. Yep. They do not play good on no. the road, especially nope. heading into Jerry's World. I, Dallas is four and one against the spread in its last five games. You're gonna make me say it. Yeah, Jabron. You ignorant schmuck. Uh-oh. There are so many go. there are so many deep metrics here. Yeah. And I'll hear you out, but that are showing a team coming off a bye, which Detroit is okay. on the road. They are an overwhelmingly favorite, not only to win outright, but yep. to cover the spread here. So we're both kind of saying the same thing. Yeah. I'm saying Detroit's gonna cover this. Faux show. That's a lock for me. Okay. I've got one more lock for this, Andy. It is <laughs> right. the over 48 and a half points or 49. I've seen it both places. I take it both okay. places. I got a the over has hit in six of Detroit's last seven games, as well uh, as in eight of Detroit's last nine matchups against 
Dallas. Okay. So I really right. like this one. There we go. There's a chance of like DeAndre it. Swift being back. There's a chance of Dak being back. Yep. So I think if they do rule those people in, this will go up. So lock it in when you hear this at 40, 49, 48 and a half, the over will hit. All right, let's head on over to an AFC matchup here. That's a 305 kickoff on CBS. That is the kind of the surprise, right? The surprise yeah. New York Jets taking on the Broncos. The Broncos are a favorite, though. <laughs> a solid three, minus three. Uh, yep, upset alert, upset alert, upset <laughs> oh, alert. No, the on. Jets and Broncos, these two teams are, like we say a lot of times, going in completely different directions. Mm-hmm. The Jets have won three straight and are thriving on a defensive side of the ball. Ten takeaways, Andy. And guess what? You can't count on takeaways. You can against this freaking <laughs> offense. Uh, the Broncos have lost three straight and rank among the uh, the the worst in top ten. I know they're bad. Yeah, in, in the worst offense in terms of yards and points per game. There's a lot <laughs> I like about the chances uh, staying undefeated here on the road. I really like the Jets here yeah. at a plus one hundred. Andy, lock it in. Uh, I'm gonna have well, and this is getting bet down. Yeah, I mean, uh, this is getting bet down. So if you can get it at three, I actually kind of well, uh, if you can get it lower, which is what's going on here. Yeah, you for know, sure. I like the Broncos at home. I think they have to bounce back. Russell Wilson's catching a lot of flack, cut a lot of heat. And Which a lot he of should. <laughs> yes, uh, but if you go back to preseason, yeah. I was not on board with it at all anyway. For I, sure. You know, I said one guy can't just flip it. And we're also discounting the Broncos' defense. They are elite. They are one of the best in the league. Jets are going on the road across the nation here, going over the Rockies, heading on over to Denver. Denver's in a must, kind of a must-win early season For sure. must-win scenario Hackett's here. Hackett's feeling the fire. Yes, he is. So uh, um, your your obvious yeah. stats and against the spread type of stuff is just screaming Jets. I can't stand all the money that's being poured in on New York. Uh, uh, I like it at home with the Broncos. It's just kind of a gut feeling type of thing, and I know that's not the way you should lean. Yeah. But I like the Broncos. I really do. And if I wait till kickoff, I can probably get a pick them. You you will get a pick them. There we like go. Like I said, it's it's plus one on uh, minus one plus one on a lot of books right now. So I believe it will be wow. a pick them. Wow. That's why I'm jumping on that Jets money line at plus one hundred right now because I know it won't be that during game time. It'll, it will be a pick them. Prime minus one ten bet. I'm gonna jump on the plus money while I got it. One thing, Andy, that I like here, Andy, okay. is the over under. If you can find it at forty. Get it at 40. It's tough to find at 40 right now. Because it will be trending down. It is. Backing the Jets' money line, like I said, is an intriguing option, but more value lies in the total. The under has hit in four of Denver's last five home games. Mm -hmm. It also has hit in seven of Denver's last eight home games against uh, New York teams. Okay. Uh, The Broncos are all... Are allowing only six are allowing only sixteen and a half points per game, which is fourth in the NFL. So their defense is actually keeping them in these games. They just can't win them. Yeah. Um, and the Jets' defense, like we said earlier, is a very good as well. So if you can find this at forty, I would probably bet it at thirty-eight still, thirty-eight and a half. But if you can find it at forty, lock it jump in. Jump on that. Jump on that. All righty, let's head on over to uh, San Francisco, Santa Clara, wherever they're playing their games now. <laughs> Chiefs are heading on out. Yeah. To California to take on the 49ers, and the Chiefs are a road favorite at minus three. That is a 325 kickoff on Fox. Yeah, Andy. The 49ers are a sneaky contender in the NFC. I mean, we we always yeah. we always yeah. see it. They're they're right there. They are, but they simply do not have the talent to keep up with the Chiefs on the scoreboard right now. No. 
Like they are just they just don't. While nope. San Francisco is averaging a respectable 20 and a, 25 and a half points per game, Kansas City is averaging a league's best 34 points a game. Yeah, people it, are trying to try to find reasons why they don't like the Chiefs. It's like give it up. Give, give it, up. it up. Yeah. yeah Tyreek's gone. It doesn't matter. No, they doesn't. still put up points. Keep in mind, Kansas City is four and one straight up in its last five games against uh, San Francisco, and is seven and zero straight up in its last seven games against an NFC opponent. Mm-hmm. The quarterback Patrick Mahomes will always find a way. Uh, he won't have back to back losses as Harrison Bucker will kick a late field goal to win this game, covering the two and a half. <laughs> Easy money. There you go. Easy money. And on top of that, here's where I agree with you. I'm going on down a little bit different path here. Yeah. Uh, 49ers just got off a big road trip, you yeah. know, traveling across For the sure. nation. Now they're coming home. Uh, traditionally, teams coming off a big road trip like that and then coming home, they usually lay an egg at home. It's and that's, that's a little what's, flat. Yep, a little that's, flat. That's what's teed up here for the 49ers versus the Chiefs. So I like everything. You say there, give me the Chiefs at if I can get it minus two and a half, I love that exactly because I'm looking at three. A, a lot of books have it at three. Shop it around, man. If you can shop it around, there get it at go. two and a half, lock it in. Head coach Andy Reid is going to be making a statement with that loss to the Buffalo Bills. So this is a good week to take the Chiefs. Now, the over-under sitting there at 39 and a half I'm yeah. seeing. I mean, this is kind of one of those deals where, you know, you got that rock and the unmovable object or whatever people say there. Yeah. Uh, where the Chiefs, yeah, they're going to light up the scoreboard. They always will. Yeah. You got Patrick Mahomes, right? Uh, but the 49ers, man, they like to grind it out. They do. Um, so where are you at with this? Well, the— the way that San Francisco likes to play ball games, they're just not going to be able to do it against the Chiefs, Andy. So they are going to have to put in the air and try and keep up with these guys. Uh-huh. So I do like the over in this game, Andy. I'm 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 looking really? like at a twenty eight to you know twenty six or you know twenty four game that would hit the over in this. Um, I, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really do like it. I, yeah. I, I would and, lean towards the over, but... And it's 40, 48 and a half is what I'm looking at right now. Okay. 48 and a half. So, no, I, I still like it there. I really think that Kansas City Chiefs will find a way to hit that over, and San Francisco is going to have to play a little catch-up to put points on the board. So, I okay. like the over. All right, yeah, and we have seen it at times where San Francisco like flips a switch and their offense just catches fire. For sure. Especially in the second half, and they probably will be behind. Yeah, so they're going to have to roll the dice a little bit. I'm here. seeing that there's a couple ways of hitting this over. One, Kansas City routing these guys yeah, yeah. and being able to score it all by themselves, and then the shootout scenario where yeah, yeah. Can, uh, San Francisco does find a little bit way to find some offense. Yeah, and I got a little ahead of myself there. I threw you a curveball there. What I was looking at was the over under for the Chicago Bears taking go. on the New England Patriots. Oh, Sunday night. Yes, the Sunday night game on ESPN where the Patriots are a heavy favorite over a touchdown. I'm looking at minus eight right now. Yeah, Andy. Uh, this matchup is <laughs> yeah. easily winnable Ugh. by the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. The Bears have been among the NFL's worst team, just averaging 15 uh, points uh. a game. Second worst, uh, while finishing with 20 or fewer points in four contests this far. I, I get it. I'm a Bears fan. I know. I understand. I got it. I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the thing about this, Andy, is that the Patriots are kind of riding this rookie quarterback, Zappy. Zappy. Zappy, Zappy, Zappy. Yep. Unless the Patriots completely forget how to play football, which they won't, uh, there's no reason home. to believe that they not won't crush the Bears on Monday night. I'm looking at Sunday a final night. score. Uh, uh, it's Monday, I oh, believe. Oh, it's a Monday night Yeah, game? it's Monday night. thought I was looking at Sunday night football. No. Nope. It's Monday night. Oh, wow. And then, wow. Uh, yeah. So I'm Fine predicting time. this 27 okay. Patriots, Bears 10. Uh, 
Easy, easy win for the Patriots. <clears throat> yeah, and, and the Patriots, you know, they're sitting there at three and three. They got a home game. They got a dog. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think Bill Belichick's going to pour it on as well. I think my, uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, I think the Bears are going to get stomped. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Chicago's just oh and five straight up in its last five games against New England. Yeah. New England is five and one against the spread in its More. last six times against the NFC. Throwing the mate, uh, you know. Everything out of this. It's just a bad matchup yeah. for the Bears. Very bad. Uh, the, the the I think the best bet of the night is, you know, kind of deep diving in your book a little bit and putting the Patriots at a win margin uh, minus 14 points, which I think they will win by more than two touchdowns. So that's at wow. a plus 145 on my book wow. right now, and I will look at that because that's some plus money. Plus money, you know, we like that. There's the horn, and also Chicago, the Bears, the Bears. Yeah, they're five and twelve and one against the spread. Their last eighteen games. Yeah, it's bad. It is bad. And the Patriots, yeah, this is a time for them to kind of shine and pull it off. All right, Mister Parlay Pounder, you got one more in you? I do. I got a three teamer that I think I feel really good about. It is starting (laughs) off with the Patriots at minus eight and a half. Minus 110. Dang. I think it's going to be very easy to hit this one. Next up, the Chargers money line at 245. They brought it home for me last week on the parlay last leg. I'm going to ride with them again. Okay. And then my last parlay piece is the Ravens beating the Browns at a minus 275 okay. money line, there risking 25 to win 85. That's good value. Lock it in. Lock it in, folks. You heard it right there from the Parlay Pounder. Pretty darn good. 25 to win 85? Yes, sir. And I like how you're taking some favorites there. Yeah. Hey. Usually I'm throwing in some crazy. (laughs) uh, After that UFC card, I had to go with some favorites there. All righty, folks. That'll do it for us at WTL Where's the Line. Be sure to follow us and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter and TikTok for weekly picks and some hilarious, fun, short videos. For Andy Klassen and Jabron, the Parlay Pounder, thank you for listening. This has been WTL.